It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to the summer sessions. Not winter, when we're in the middle of hockey season. Not fall, when the promise of championships future still lays at the end of the road for every team. And not spring. When only a few teams remain in the quest for championship glory, no, it is summer. In these sessions, they're built on vibes. And one man who brings the vibes every single day of the gosh darn year. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the show. Sup? What's going on? Dan K here. We're hanging out. We're enjoying ourselves some hockey. We're, we're, we got a pretty special guest here today. This is a guy who, um, you know... I would say one of the best coaches in all of hockey when you talk in future vibes, when you talk about good vibes, when you talk about a guy who the future is brighter than most, I would say. This is a guy that I wouldn't be surprised to uh, be interviewing one day on an NHL bench leading a team to a Stanley Cup. This past season, he led his squad to a Deneen Cup championship, one of the best coaching jobs all season long that I have seen in the history of the NCDC product, the USPHL product, all the way back to the EJ. This guy is a winner through and through. He's Mike Marcoux, and he can tell you the ferry schedule to get back to the island from New England anytime you need it. Coach, what's happening? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. We are excited to have you, Coach. You're coming off with the Dean Cup Championship win. I mean, obviously, there's so much work to do in junior hockey. It's, it's so different than the professional ranks. You win a cup. Maybe you're replacing a handful of guys. What does your offseason look like right now post-cup? Is this a, a replace a couple guys? Is this retool? Or do you guys have a, a whole new squad coming? Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty standard. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys had a lot of success this year in terms of uh, player advancements. I think with, uh, you know, Luca Layton committing to um, LIU and Zach Hahn just recently committed to UNH um, and Cam Smith obviously going to uh, – St. Lawrence, I think that guys are believing the process and, you know, sticking to, um, you know, the plan, like, you know, coming in here, getting the opportunity, playing for an organization that believes in them and gives them the opportunity. So, you know, we we anticipate to have, um, you know, a good core of our returners coming back. And, you know, you know, Luca Layton's our captain who, um you know, plans on coming back. Ty Broad, Carter Hamrian, Hakey Vertanen, Owen Villauer. Um, you know, good talks with everybody. Dino Manetta, Jack Hewitt on the background, Polson Hammerhand. Hopefully he, you know, hopefully he makes a USHL team. He was drafted by um, Youngstown. So, um, you know, we're hoping to advance our players to the USHL and, Obviously, um, you know, there'll be a handful of them going to camp this year and um, all over. So we're hoping to lose them to the USHL. Um, but if not, they will have a home here with us. And um, we look forward to having another good year and bringing in some prospects to uh, either fill in a, a role or um, add to the role. And coach, before we get too deep into next year and everything, I do got to say, I mean, have you stopped celebrating winning the Deneen Cup yet? Are you still in celebration mode? Like, when does when does that faucet turn off for you when you raise a cup? 
Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's been fun. It's been really, uh, really exciting. Obviously me and, uh, coach Frank, the chair have been enjoying it. And, uh, you know, we had, um, a little, uh, get to get together. We, uh, ate some lobsters out of it. I think that might be a first. So, um, <clears throat> this past weekend. So no, it's been fun. It's obviously been great for the organization and, um, it's, you know, certainly helped with recruiting and, and obviously, definitely, hopefully we can be a landing spot to a, to a lot of new uh, future, you know, hockey players that, you know, and I think our model is with moving players up to the USHL and, um, you know, sticking to the, our culture is, you know, believing the player, kind of sticking to them, being loyal to our players. And, and obviously, I think that's kind of paid off. You know, I think you take a look at a, my my especially going back to my years of the ncdc my first year you know was the playoffs were shut down for covid um the second year was covid the third year i think uh was you know i i got sick for and um dealt with that and then you know this past year obviously grateful to to have a really successful year so it's been quite a ride but you know sticking to the plan throughout the whole way and i think guys have seen that too and helps build our culture and built it to what, what it's been. Now, Coach, the lobster's in the cup. Did you guys put some melted butter in there? Is there going to be a big cleaning bill for uh, Commissioner Turo after this thing? Where are we at? Yeah, no, there's no <laughs> butter in the cup. I wouldn't uh, – I don't trust any sterilizer or anything yep. that would uh, clean that. So we had a side dish of butter. We put the shells in the cup, though. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep it back. For the, for the following year, so nobody's got to smell lobster. That's it. It'll just it'll just be every year. You guys got to go different seafood. It'll be like a, like a booyah base next year. That's that's the next. <laughs> next year will be clams, hopefully. Oh, there you go. Come on, some some clams, a little sauce. You can't beat it. Now, no. now, Mike, you look at this. You look at this coaching staff you guys have with you and Frankie, right? Like it's it's. We talked about it during the Deneen Cup. You guys against Tyler Holsky was such a young coaching staff behind the bench, like. This NCDC brand right now, it feels like it's not just a launching pad for for players, but also maybe guys like yourself. Like, what what kind of what kind of coach is Mike Marcoux? What what are the goals for you individually here as you kind of grow these guys and get them to their next steps? Is, are there next steps for you? Like, how do we feel? Yeah, no, I uh, you know I certainly enjoy um, you know coaching with Coach Frank. He's a great addition to our program and. I've known him for a while and he, he, you know, preaches our culture every day naturally. It's not forced. So, you know, our relationship is definitely, um, it's definitely rubbed off on the guys and it's awesome to have. And, um, you know, he definitely helps build that. And, and yeah, no, we're, I'm excited here. I'm kind of taking, you know, taking life one day at a time, but right now I'm fully committed on, on, being a part of PAL, you know, for the next five years. And, um, you know, if something <clears throat> comes at me, I think I'm in a good spot here at home. I have a family here on Long Island. I'm really uh, invested into building up Long Island hockey the right way and, you know, having a good place for these Long Islanders to stay at home instead of having to go leave to go play, um, you know, where maybe they don't want to go all the way out to, to Western Canada to go play and realize they have a good situation here at home that, um, you know, they can stick to. And, you know, not only that, I want to be a guy that's easily 
you know, approachable that you, they, no matter if the kids choose to play here or not, they can ask for advice. Um, you know, we see a lot of kids go through the process every summer and, you know, it's, you know, some, some good, some bad, some, you know, whatever, but, you know, you, we want to be a good, um, option for our local Long Island players and, um, definitely give back to them. So, you know, for me, I'm really, you know, invested with our organization. I work for a great organization with PAL and Ron and Tom at the top. And now we're with Black Bear, which has given us a great resource with Youngstown um, in the USHL. So, you know, I'm lucky enough to, you know, not um, to be picky with where I go. You know, maybe if the New York Rangers or Islanders call me one day, I'll be back behind that bench. But for as long as I can see, I'm invested with PAL. You know, I'm a loyal guy. They're a loyal organization. Um, this is where I want to be. And it's, um, you know, a great, great, uh, great organization to work for. Yeah, if it were up to me, the Rangers would be calling you right now after uh, after this past postseason super team uh, crash down. But, Coach, I, you, we love what you're doing out there. Like, watching the game grow in Long Island. And you talk about Ron. You mentioned him, an absolute beauty when it comes to just his care for everything from the, the – product on the ice to off the ice, the team, the players, to the media side of it, to marketing these teams, to, to putting together this deal with Black Bear. Like, you, you're watching this organization grow. It's so fun to watch. Lucas, I don't want to step on your toes the whole way. What do you got for the champ here? What, do you, what, do you, what are you going to ask Coach Marku? Well, I do want to go back a little bit to the, the Deneen Cup discussion because there was a little a little side quest, side plot that was happening during that Deneen Cup championship. And it was started in game two um, where I, you know, I thought we had waited long enough to bring that trophy down. Everyone knows the superstitions around around the trophy. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to be near it. Right. Nobody in, in professional sports. They keep it hidden. I'm convinced in a separate trophy room. There are no separate trophy rooms um, in most junior hockey facilities, even a facility, you know, as nice as the one that PAL plays in. Coach, I have to ask you first in game two. Did you see the trophy before you were supposed to? Did that have any role in that game two uh, game two comeback win? Well, I don't know if I if I saw it. I certainly knew it was coming coming its way down behind the benches. I did see. Um, you know, it's funny we talk about Ron. Ron sits in the same seat, you know, so I know where he's sitting. So when he's not there, I'm I I saw him move and. I said, "Uh oh, something must be going on." But, um, you know, I think it was up top, right, with you guys is yep. where it was, right. So then I, you know, I saw it there. I saw it come down a little bit, but you know, obviously the game's going on. There's not much thought into it. But I think there was a timeout or a whistle, and and I said to the guys, "I said, guys, I think they got the trophy on the bench. Let's go." And you know, certainly, I think it was conveniently enough. Like a shift later, we scored. um thank god so yeah no it's uh you know and that was just the group we had it's kind of you know maybe when we were so so close and so strong all year that um you know we stuck together right to the end and um believed in it the whole time and and just kind of staying in the moment and you know i said to them it wasn't we're not going to win the game and you know in the first five it might not you know, it might take us 60, it might take us 80 minutes to win it. So just stick play every every minute and take it shift by shift. And certainly it, it worked out. 
Yeah, then in game three, I tried to do a little bit of a better job. I've tried to cover it with my suit jacket while it was in the scores booth, but then it just looked like a like a trophy shaped suit jacket was sitting in the in between <laughs> both benches. So I at least tried my best to to cover the trophy uh, for the third game. But I mean, what a what a great series, right? I don't I don't think people you know if you watched on hockey TV, you saw what an even series it was for those Deneen Cup finals how great the two teams looked. I had some friends and family who, you know, they just know my work with the league. They don't watch the USPHL. They came out for the series. They thought it was great hockey. They were really impressed with the level of hockey and and the, the level of play, the evenness between both of those teams. Looking back on the Dini Cup coach, do you, do you feel like that was one of the most challenging games to try to coach? Did you feel like those adjustments were a little bit crazy you had to make for two and three? Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. You know, I think coming towards, you know, this late in the season, it's we, you know, maybe we we try not to focus so much on the other team. And we try especially try and focus on the way that we need to play. And and I think, you know, obviously coming in for game one, you know, I think that we kind of got caught up with the nerves and, and everything. And I think kind of playing at home, and having I you know having a big crowd, um, you know it wasn't like we weren't ready, but maybe it was like we were too ready when we came out flat. And credit to South Shore, they came with pace and they they kind of fl- came and they slowed us down. They were very structured in that first game. Um, they 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 took it to us. So you know I think that definitely woke us. You know kind of woke us up because we our first our first uh, two series we. We went to two games. Granted, they were two overtimes and two really tough games, two two really tough series. Um, but we have we had it lost. And and prior to that that game that we lost that Friday night, we I think we won thirteen games in a row or fourteen games in a row coming back into the regular season. So, you know, um, you know, maybe good to lose a game, but you know, was kind of scared to say that. You know, but our guys did a great job rebounding and and not losing focus to what what it was at. And you know, it's a three game series for a reason. And you know, it wasn't like it was going to be easy. So um, we were definitely um, it, looking back at the games. It was probably the best hockey I've seen in in junior hockey for in a, in a long time. And I I've had a lot of people talk to me and a lot of people come up to me and. You know, people have their opinions about leagues and where to play, but you know, I think if anybody or anybody with any, you know, any hockey mind watches that game, they'll say it ranks up to be in the top junior game in the in in the world. Like it, it was good hockey, back and forth, the execution, the passes, the style of play was very offensive. There was a lot of structure to it, and credit to Tyler and Cody over there with. Uh, South Shore, I mean, like they they know what they're doing. You know, it's um, it was a really competitive game. We, I have so much respect for them and the way that they coach and the way that they're, you know, they're detailed and operate. We knew it wasn't going to be easy, and um, you know, it, it was one of those things where you know we kind of went into it knowing it was going to be going to be a grind, and um, you know, it it was fun. You know, so I think that. Um, hope we're lucky to be on the right side of it and and celebrating. Yeah, we, the crazy thing, Coach, we talked to Tyler Holsky, and he said the same thing you said about the level of play on that ice. This Word for word, right? He said, I mean, that was one of, if not the best, junior hockey games he'd ever seen, right? And he talked about, he's like, 
not just because he's behind the bench for it, it's his squad, but just from both sides, the back and forth. I know calling the series, I've, I've been on the call for every Deneen Cup since the USPHL came into existence. And there has not been a series at that back and forth, just punch, counter punch. It was like watching Holyfield and Tyson fight without an ear getting bit off. That was what it was all about, right? It, it was back and forth, punch, counter punch all day long coaching moves you guys are trying to shift and shape and and figure out what's going on yeah and i will say coach would you, i'm going to ask you this question it came to me some people were there were murmurs during the broadcast dan k during a series mentioned that a man by the name of dino manetta a local guy was going to score a goal it had been months since he had put one home but dan k just saw something in the game saw something just kind of coming to fruition beautiful mind style is the Dan K. Dino Manetta called goal one of the greatest called shots of all time, according to you and your yeah. professional opinion? Yeah, it's like Mark Messier right there, <laughs> calling the game seven. But yeah, no, Dino. Uh, Dino's been, you know, he's a player that's very passionate. You know, whether he's on the score sheet or not, he's out there. He's he's in the game, and he's a big boy, so you know he's hard to miss out there. And he's got a great shot. He does a lot of things well. And, you know, we're lucky to have him again for another year back there. The the passion that he brings, I think, kind of builds and um, is effective, you know, through um, it's contagious throughout our locker room. So, so happy for Dino. And I think we had to, we had to give him a shift off after because he was going to pass out. That's how <laughs> excited he was. So <laughs> he's a coach. I can't go out right now. <laughs> as, as long as he puts it home, right? Like you put yeah. that big goal. That was a huge goal in that game. Like. You get that one. You can take a shift. You you can take a breather. Yeah, that was a big goal. <laughs> but we look at that series again. It was it was one of the best to call. Where there were Brian Roscona from your team, Jefferson Mills from South Shore, the broadcast crew on it. Like getting a chance to watch the hockey you guys put out there. You talk about bettering the the sport of hockey in Long Island at home there for you. I mean that, that's bettering hockey throughout all of, all of tier two. And you talk about the NCDC product. And watching how it's grown, watching year after year the parity at that level, and you guys, have, you guys in that division, you have to go through the Jersey Hitmen every year, right? Like, like it or not, that's an organization. Toby Harris, Jim Hunt, Bobby Reese back there, where they put winning teams out in the ice each and every season. How good did it feel to kind of climb that hill, get past that this South Division, and, and find yourself raising the cup? I gotta imagine that that's a big moment for you guys. Yeah, we're super excited. I mean, we. We, we were going through, you know, going through the year and, you know, we went through a time where I think it was five games we didn't score a goal. So, you know, that was the, the beginning of the year. We started eight and two and our next 10, we went two and seven, you know. So I think it was, um, you know, that was the real big test of going through it. And um, every night, you know, and, and the parity in our league has grown so much from from you know even my when i started and that's that's great and you know but we the the jersey had men you know every time we go there we know you know the players know it's going to be a game and you know the connecticut junior rangers me and jim you know we always make a joke about it before the game all right who's gonna win it's gonna be a 2-1 game either <laughs> way back and forth you know tight game you know adam mercer has been great and you know, obviously, uh, Utica the, going up there, you know, the, the road trips are great and, and stuff. So, you know, our league is definitely doing a lot um, 
to grow it, you know, definitely with the parity. I think we're doing some college series games we're trying to set up so we can, you know, get these guys in front of colleges more and exposure. But, um, you know, the competition, there's, you know, it's definitely, it, it is, it's great hockey, you know, and um, we wouldn't want it any other way, you know, playing, playing Toby and Jim, even though we see him way too much, but, you know, it's, um, it, it's fun and, you know, it's, uh, the league is grown and it's fun to be a part of it. Now, coach, you obviously had a stellar playing career before you got behind the bench. You, you played at the professional ranks, the NCAA ranks. For a young athlete, for a young player sitting at home right now listening in, seeing that you're on the podcast and tuning in for you, I mean, what what kind of advice do you have for young guys this time of year? Like, what should the summer look like for me if I'm a young athlete trying to trying to make my mark and trying to one day play for PAL, especially if I'm one of these young guys on Long Island? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I say it a lot. It's like, you got to work out, you got to train, you got to want to be a hockey player. You know, you can't just think that, you're just going to show up and get better at the rink. Just because you go to the rink doesn't mean you're getting better. Um, you have to, you know, put the time in, put the determination in, and, you know, forget about Instagram. Get rid of the Instagram, uh, the, the, the ego, what your friends think, going to play with your friends. Figure out what path is good for you. Get uh, Everybody's got advisors. They have different coaches, as many voices. Go with your gut. If you feel that something's right and and you do your research and the they're 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 credible people, uh, it's you know, the grass is always greener, right? You want to make sure you put yourself in a good opportunity where you're gonna play, um, but also be taken care of and and just be fair. You know, I think that that's really one thing that, that players need to look for is the fairness and the opportunity and and you know, the rest is up to them. You know, and that's what the summertime training is to make sure you're ready for it and um, and have fun with it. You know, lastly, I think this all, you know, going through cancer last year taught me a lot. And, you know, the one thing I always say to our guys, it could be worse. So we're lucky to be here and playing hockey and you got to have fun while you're doing it or else it becomes a job and everyone hates their job. So, um, you know, if you're having fun, it's never a job. And that's that's really big. Yeah, coach, and I think you got more perspective on that than most. And just all that you all that you fought through personally, persevering and on and off the ice. We we love you, man. We love what you're doing out there. For anybody who has not had a chance to see Coach Marcou behind the bench or this guy when he was playing on the ice, it's it, perseverance is the word for it, man. You you are a battler. This is a guy you want to play for. This is a guy you want your kid playing for. I'm excited to see where you can take not just Long Island hockey, but the whole sport, man. Just you and Frankie D, there's going to be a lot more victories to come. They're going to be calling Frankie Deneen by the end of the year. Your guy's tenure out there, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of lot of cups to be raised. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got one of my favorite coaches on planet Earth now up against it. This guy can win hockey games and raise cups at the NCDC ranks. That's all fine and dandy. But can he survive a minute in the minor chat competition? Let's see. Dan Hodge, the leader in the NCDC clubhouse right now with 12 answers just personal questions coach marku nothing crazy are you ready to go ready to go all right let's do this the clock has started what's your favorite color green uh what's your favorite sports team the islanders 
Who's your favorite NHL player of all time? Ryan Leach. Uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island, you can only eat one food, what would it be? Take. Tay Swift is on concert right now. Favorite Tay Swift song? Oh, my God. Uh, that's a tough one. Can pass if you need to. 30 seconds in. 17. 17. Oh, great pick. Is that a song? That's a, that's right. That is a song. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite band or musician other than Tay Swift? Coldplay. Okay, at a barbecue, hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. If we're rolling out, are you going diner, drive-in, or dive first? Diner. Okay, birthday cake or ice cream cake or neither? Birthday cake. A high-scoring win or a shutout win? High-scoring. Last question for you. Do you want a million dollars right now? Yes. Oh, that last answer. That's so far, no one has gotten the last one. It was you were a second over. So we're gonna, we're gonna put the briefcase back in the suite, back in the back away. Sorry, coach, you didn't get the million, but what you did get was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Correct. You beat Tyler Holsky. Yet again, you got him in the Deneen Cup. You got him here in minor chats, but Dan Hodge remains at the top of the minor chat in C D C leaderboard. Strategy. <laughs> Lucas, before I let Coach go, do you got anything else for me before we get to the parting words? Coach, we have uh, such a great respect for you as as a as a coach, as a person. We've seen what you've done with that Powell organization and and your commitment to to that organization, its players, building that program. You know, this this past year felt like it was a year that that had kind of been a couple years in the making, especially uh, with the Powell side. And you know, in the context of all that, Coach, I hate to do this to you. But our team of crack fact checkers. Oh no. AKA oh, God. me. <laughs> the only person who does any real work around here. Uh has discovered something very unfortunate. Unfortunately, 17, not a Taylor Swift song. It's 15. It's 15. <laughs> it is 15. I and know it. Nine total now for Coach Marku. Nine still good enough to beat Tyler Holsky. Still now, you know, he's got a championship and he's he's beaten them here. But Coach Hodge now has a three-stroke lead in the clubhouse. Oh, that is, you're assessed a one-stroke penalty as he calls. <laughs> Sonic well, look, thanks for keeping me honest in my Taylor Swift knowledge. <laughs> no I still like the song. <laughs> it's still a good song. It is a good song. It still song. is a good song. It's a heartfelt one, Coach. We Too think bad I can't listen to it on my ferry because I, there's no ferries going to Jersey. For the summer showcase, because it's now it's in the uh, at the ice vault. So yeah, how I'm going to be there, listening right? to it stuck in traffic on a George Washington. Oh, that's while you're driving, so, you're taking the GWB. That's so, you better. There we go. You better download the whole discography if you're taking the GWB. There used to be a ferry. There used to be a ferry that would go to Sandy Hook, New Jersey, and then they got rid of oh, it. Oh, really? I mean, you could go. Oh. You could go. What L I R R? Take it to Penn. Get the Penn. Take it to the Junction. And then it's a caucus junction. Yeah. You hop on yeah, a yeah. <laughs> twenty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to take LIR, you might want to leave now and then uh, yeah. maybe get there in time for. Yeah, you, you know what? With the with the traffic, it doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, it's there's no help in it. But coach, we we love having you on. Do you have any parting words? What's your final words here for the folks watching at home? Yeah. No. Thanks. Sir. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's been a blast and uh, you know awesome to be a part of. So you guys do a great job and. Um, you know, looking forward to getting back on with you guys more. 
Hey, for the folks at home, UNCDC fans, a whole new rebrand coming to the Dan K Show. We will have a weekly this week in the NCDC show, solely and only talking NCDC hockey. We'll have our NCDC power rankings, our top 10 in the country each and every month, the first Thursday of each month that will air. And we will also have our NCDC audio podcast with our players of the month each month. All that and more. Scoutcast coming back yet again. The Dan K Show, the most watched show in junior hockey. Our parting words always go along with our guest. My parting words this week is a quote from Simon Sinek. Greatness is not born from one success. Greatness is born from persevering through countless failed attempts that preceded. That is what it's all about. That's what Coach Marcoux is all about. It's that perseverance. That's the word. Persevere through your summer. Put in that work. Put in that effort. Hockey being great at it, everybody wants to be. Only some get to be. And that takes the work and perseverance to get through it. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thank you to all our sponsors, Remastered Sleep, Selly Salt, uh, the folks at GMU Sport, Body-Trick.com, all natural needs for anything you need. And the Pueblo Bulls are presenting sponsor. Watch out for the PA Hill Junior Islanders. Boys might just be repeating in Deneen land. Coming to a rink near you. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about the Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.